in today's episode, it's a completely different episode than what we've been doing. Our normal. Yeah, our normal. We are going in a different direction because we feel like we have stuff to share. <laughs> we do have stuff to share and we want everyone to know that everyone is in the same situation. Yeah, just to give people maybe a different perspective, maybe something they can relate to mm-hmm. based off of our story. So if you haven't figured out, we're going to be talking about quarantine today. We're going to be talking about the coronavirus, and we're going to hopefully share some things that we have been doing here at home that can help you in your life if you're struggling or looking for things to do. Mm-hmm. In our household, there are all an array of ages. We have little toddlers all the way up to um, my grandmother, her mother that's here. So there's definitely um, gaps that we have to be able to maintain and keep everybody's levels kind of close because if not, it's chaos. But uh, most of the time it's chaos and it's what makes the house live Yeah, it's our chaos. Mm -hmm. Everyone has their own chaos. Mm -hmm. You just have to be comfortable with it. Make sure it's chaos you want. Yes. (laughs) Right? So I guess we can start, like usually, at the beginning. Yeah. (laughs) We all learned about this virus. I think the first report was December 31st, right? And Mm -hmm. that was when it happened in Wuhan, China. Oh, by the way, we are not professionals, we don't report no these doctors. professionally. Nope. We are not doctors. Mm-mm. We are not therapists. We are not licensed. We do not have PhDs of any sort. Nope. <laughs> these are just our opinions, mm-hmm. what we feel from what we've seen and what we recall because we mm-hmm. don't have notes in front of us with dates and things. This is all just based off of memory. So please don't take this as professional advice. But this is more of a friendly yeah, conversation like, advice. Let's talk about yeah. life right mm-hmm. now since life is affecting all of us in almost the same way. Mm-hmm. Um, so this was, what, December 31st, I think, I think was New the Year's first Eve. case. Mm-hmm. And that was when they just reported that there might be something more serious with this virus in Wuhan. Of course, nobody took it seriously because it sounds like a movie. And in the beginning of it happening, I remember a lot of people were educated or informed of it being something that came off of a soup oh, from yes. an actual bat. From a so bat in order soup. for you to uh, obtain the virus, it was on a specific species of a bat. And that was the only way you were going to be, um, what was it? Your, to get the disease. You were vulnerable. Point. Yeah. So everyone, well, not everyone, professionals from who who we were informed by was that this virus started on a rodent. This rodent is a bat, and it was because people were eating bat soup and not, I guess, not necessarily the bat itself, but it was being blamed on the way they kind of keep their animals over there in their markets. And if you guys want to Google that. Be very careful. It's very graphic. They do all sorts of things to all sorts of animals over there. And we're not judging what they do to each their own. Like we said, we're just saying what we know. Mm -hmm. So that's how it all started. And not only that, I mean, even our chemicals that we have on the Lysol Mm -hmm. sprays. Oh, yeah. It says coronavirus. And this was before the outbreak. Yeah. So this... And that's the thing about this whole situation, which I think a lot of people are having issues with, is... 
we are such an educated species and everything comes to us so easily. So I think when it was, it came from a bat. No, it didn't. It came from poor um, animal care over there. People were like, no, it didn't. And then they yeah, were saying- all kinds of videos that were being leaked were mm-hmm. the enclosures of a swap meet or flea market, however you know of them, um, being in these closed cage. And then everyone starts thinking about, oh, animal cruelty. And yes, it is animal cruelty. Don't get me wrong. Um, and it being unsanitary, but that's not how it became the way it was. It is an actual virus. Yeah, and it's a strand of a virus that we already know of because you do see coronavirus on Lysol cans. You see it on the Clorox wipes. You see coronavirus everywhere. It's just a different strand of it that we have not dealt with before. Mm-hmm. So this all happened in December. Nothing really happened here until a month ago. March, yeah. What are we in? We're in April. We're in April. (laughs) What day is it? Yeah. That's how I feel. I think a lot of people feel like the days are blurred together. Even when I ask the kids, they're like, what? It was Wednesday? Yeah. Yeah. We are all just floating. (laughs) We're going to learn the days of the week. (laughs) Yeah. So about a month ago, we're going to fast forward from December 31st to about a month ago is when everything kind of came crashing down on us specifically and it went it went from like zero to 100 really quick. It went from a little rumor of someone potentially having the virus and being mm-hmm. put into a hospital and saying, no, sorry, it's a hoax or this was not true. It wasn't even that to full-blown pandemic. Shutdown. Yeah. As we've seen, it all started in China and that was crazy to see in the media. Then when it hit Italy, I think, I mean, it hit plenty of places before it hit Italy, but when it hit Italy and Italy got hit so hard, I think is when everyone really here, especially in the States, we were like, okay, it's definitely spreading. Mm-hmm. It's spreading fast and people are actually dying in by the hundreds, yeah. by the thousands. Mm-hmm. And then, it, yeah, it all kind of came crashing down in the States, I think, as soon as we saw how bad it was in Italy. Here in Nevada, especially, I felt like it happened within... And I mean, the city shutdown, when it's now only essential businesses open, it felt like it happened within a few hours. Yeah. It felt like there was rumors and then it was like, you guys got to Also like a starstruck when they said, we're cutting off the casinos. Oh my God. We're not going to have anything open. The strip's going to be closed. Yeah. That was such a huge shock to Mm -hmm. everybody here. Me and Troy moved here about four years ago. And we had this long list of reasons why we wanted to move to Vegas. And one of the things on our list, and it was pretty low on the list, but it was on our list, was that it's a 24-hour city. Vegas never closes. Any hour of the day, you want to go get something to eat. You want to go hang out and have fun. Entertainment. Yeah. Any type of entertainment, you're going to find it somewhere in Vegas. It's a 24-hour city. And we always said that Vegas will never shut down. Nothing can shut Vegas down. Mm -hmm. It's impossible. The city will never get shut down. And within a couple of hours, it was from rumors to it's shutting down at midnight. Mm -hmm. That was so intense. For We were only here for four years. Imagine the people who have been here their whole lives. Mm -hmm. And people who actually work on the strip and rely on their income and tips because, again, this is more of a 
a touristing city. Oh, for sure, yeah. You know, um, another, I was looking at numbers today. So worldwide right now, you're looking at China with 81,000 confirmed cases. U.S. stands on the number one spot right now. 468,000 confirmed cases. And that's today as of April... 2020. 2020, what's the date? Oh my God, my workout from earlier is still paused. (laughs) (laughs) Side note, sorry. (laughs) Spain is coming in on uh, 153,000 confirmed. Today's the ninth. Okay. And Italy, (laughs) 143,000. So U.S., we got to pick it up. We have a lot of people here. Mm -hmm. Um, We still have the, oh no, we don't have the highest. Italy has the highest coming in at 18,000 deaths. U.S. is in second place, 16,000 confirmed deaths. When you quarantine yourself, whether it's voluntarily to benefit yourself health-wise or because of work or the predicament that you have, maybe childcare, school closures, daycare, what have you. In the circumstance where you're in an enclosed four walls, your home, your room, wherever you stay for a certain amount of time, people tend to get cabin fever. Oh, for sure. And with cabin fever, what do you do to keep yourself, your mind at ease? Because as a distraction now in today's world, we rely on short distractions. Mm -hmm. And it can be anywhere from your cell phone to your computer to your television. And there are other ways of keeping your mind busy, rituals that we can do, reading, puzzles. I can't stand puzzles. Puzzles, I'll make my own puzzle. Nicole's not very good at puzzles. No. (laughs) I could do a word search. I bought something earlier. I got the four corners and that's it. And then I'm out. Everything else you guys have to do. Yeah, you can do the edges. Yeah. That's it. Something I want to talk about when all of this started happening, I was already, me and the kids were already out of school for a week, right? Mm -hmm. Before you guys were done working. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I was on Twitter, like I usually am. And I remember somebody posting something about um, loss. It was a quick tweet about, don't, through this time, it's okay to go through the grieving process of loss. And I was like, loss? Loss of what? (laughs) Right? Mm -hmm. I was like, you're fine. You didn't lose anybody. And then I started thinking about it. And I think what she meant was the loss of our old life. So before, if you are in a state where you have a stay-at-home order, it was literally within a few hours. Yes, you heard the rumors, but like us here, we heard the rumors that casinos were going to shut down and we didn't believe it. We were in complete denial. Yeah, not us. No. It's not going to hit us. No, not at did. all. And our governor went on TV. He said, all casinos are closing and you need to close them by midnight. And that was a five-hour window. I started thinking about loss and thinking about our old lives. It's true. We're human and we need time to um, get accustomed to something Adapt. new. Adapt, yeah. Mm-hmm. And we were given no time, no time to wean off of our old lives. I had a week, but in the week that I was off of school, I was in denial. I was like, I'm going to go back to school. They're not going to shut down the city. It's stupid. We're all going to go back to normal in a couple of weeks. This is crazy. Mm -hmm. I remember you saying that there were other states that were having students from universities pack up and go home. They had till the weekend or the end of the week to get all of their things. And in my head, I'm like, well, what about the students sent travel internationally? Yes. What about people who live out of state and don't have a home to go back to? What happens then? 
Exactly. That I think that was I was in the process of my grieving and I was in denial. I was like, this is crazy. They're making these kids pack up everything in a couple of days to go back home. Some of them lost their jobs. They have no income. Yeah. They're students. We ain't got no money. It's not we like the employer is going to say, it's all right. You got a job safe. I mean, some employees, some companies that, do do that. But this was at the beginning. So a yeah. lot of employers were like, sorry, we yeah. got to close. Mm-hmm. And that was it. And people were getting laid off left and right. I had about a week to acclimate to maybe staying at home. And that was a disaster because it was me. I'm in college, full-time college student. And then I had three kids at home. And I was like, this is going to drive me crazy. <laughs> I am not going to not survive that, this. Three children who are now on a virtual classroom, figuring out how to get them logged in, how to speak to their teachers, do any type of classwork. They're so used to a structured schedule yeah, we all have. So our home routine. means freedom. Home when you get home with kids, they want to play, they yeah. want to do everything. So you're telling them, hey, do something else. Why? Oh my gosh. And it mm-hmm. took us for the first couple of weeks, it took us more than a school day to get everything yeah. done. We were up still at eight o'clock in the morning, mm-hmm. getting things started. We didn't stop for recess. We didn't stop no. for barely lunch. You we did were at least a little bit, get some PE in, in the beginning I, with everybody, just to oh get yeah, them we a little yoga. bit moving, yes. Because, but the, I was like really into it at the beginning too, because I was like, this is temporary. Let yeah. me at least have some fun with the kids. And then it was like, no, they have to learn at home. And I was like, holy cow, we got to learn how to do all of these different apps, all mm-hmm. of the di- these mm-hmm. different computer programs. Mm-hmm. We got to turn it. We were scanning papers, printing papers. Mm-hmm. It was crazy. Mm-hmm. There's, I told you, told you about this when it comes to loss. There's five steps of the grieving process. So besides our little issues we had over here, I think no matter where you're at and what you do, you had a routine at one point before a stay-at-home order was implemented in your city. Mm -hmm. And I think everybody needs to know that you will or you have or you are dealing with a grieving process and you might not know about it because you wouldn't think of everything before this happening as a loss Mm -hmm. because I think a lot of people are still in the denial process. Yeah. So the Wondering when it's going to end or it's just going to be a quick snapback, Mm -hmm. right? Everything's just going to go back to normal. Mm -hmm. And I, oh my gosh, I remember telling Troy at the beginning that I would wake up and, and I would say to myself, it was a dream. This is crazy. This is not happening. And I would open my phone and there would be a higher count of people with the virus Mm -hmm. and a higher death count. And I was like, it's still happening. Mm -hmm. And I, now thinking back at that, I was like, oh, wow, I really was going through the grieving process. So the five stages, there are five main stages And then other um, psychiatrists, doctors, you know, other people, they expand it. There are seven stages of grieving, 12 stages of grieving. Either way, the five main stages of grieving I want to share with you guys. The first one is denial, right? I think we've all gone through denial. I mean, if if you look at the numbers that they tell you on the news or online, to have that high amount... It's denial. You're acting as if everything is in normal and it's not. The numbers don't lie. Yeah. And you're accept it. And like me, I was in denial every day I woke up. I was like, this isn't really happening. There's no way I would wake up and go, no, I'm going to school. I got to get the kids ready for school. Like Mm -hmm. this isn't happening. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And every day it was like, this is happening. Mm -hmm. 
and I was dealing with denial. The second step is anger. And I think this comes in all types of forms. You can get angry at our president. Is it frustration as well? Um, in anger? I think so, because frustration could come from anger or anger okay. can come from frustration. But either way, wherever anger comes from, you're dealing with anger in one way. And so, you're processing it too. Right. Like people can get angry at their spouse, at their friends, at the president, at China, at Italy, at the airports. You know, you get angry, you start blaming and having anger towards things. And when you get angry, you always assume or blame, like you said. And that's not okay because mm -hmm. then... You're not educating yourself on what it is that you're supposed to know in order to be informed properly. Right. And that's why I wanted to share the grieving process, because I think if you realize that you are going through these things, you will better handle them and you're not going to do something you might regret, you know, in the heat of the moment. Yep. So the second, I don't, rem I don't know who I was angry at. I don't know if I, if I really went through my anger phase, because <laughs> I, I don't know. I, who am I gonna get angry at? The president, our government. Everyone's I mean, going through a learning process and trying to figure out, help others, cure all of that stuff. Even, I mean, even parents. Again, I have to go back to the parents. Don't be upset at your at your children, your kids. Don't be upset at the teachers. Everyone's trying to figure out and also benefit and protect themselves. Yeah. I mean, I think we've all realized how important teachers are to Take our a lives. step back. Yeah. Like we said in our last one, at our school specifically, it's 30 kids per one teacher. I am going nuts with three. I could not imagine 30 different kids, 30 different personalities. You got to remember who's peanut free, who has a learning disability, who needs to go to the bathroom more than that one. Have you gone to the bathroom today? You know, like I couldn't even, mm -hmm. whoo, girl. Mm -hmm. The third step in the grieving process is bargaining. And I remember this, and I still see people going through this. It's the if statements. If our government would have listened to what China was saying about the coronavirus, this wouldn't happen here. If our governor would have closed things earlier, this wouldn't be happening here. If I, if they, all those if statements, that's the third stage in the grieving process. That's your bargaining stage. Mm -hmm. And I, I'm pretty sure we can all see that. <laughs> the if, if they did this and if they did that, this wouldn't have happened. I'm pretty sure the if uh, applies to a lot of the latex gloves that are on the floor now mm -hmm. for people who just want to leave them and dispose of them. I understand there's germs and bacteria, but at least have the decency to put it in the trash can. Yes, please. In a bag. Get a bag and put it in your car. It's easy. Simple as that. Boom. Then toss it when you're done. If you're outside at a store, at Walmart, Target, wherever, Albertsons, there's usually trash cans by the cart where you return the carts. Mm -hmm. Easy. Right there. Toss it in. They usually don't have tapas. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, the next step in the grieving process is depression. And that is self-explanatory. Mm -hmm. It's the not motivated. Why taking care of yourself. It's the whys. Why am I going through this? Why do I feel this way? Why can I be? Yeah. Why am I not where I should be in yeah. life? Why am I not happy at a job or whatever the case? It's the whys. That starts to envelop Twist you. Yeah. In your brain. Yeah. And then the last step, the step we're all striving to get to is acceptance. Yeah. That is the last step in the grieving process. And that pretty much is you accept 
that this is the new norm. This is real. This is real. This is happening. Um, and this is going in the textbooks. Yeah, we're gonna figure out how to get through this, but yeah. we have to figure it out all in our own ways. What I want to say to people is be patient with yourself. Don't force yourself to accept this if you are not ready to accept this. That's normal. You're fine. You're not crazy. There's no rush at no all. No rush. This is something that nobody has ever gone through. Fortunately for our younger generations, we'll be able to tell them about it. Unfortunately for us, we are going through it. There's different types of, as you said, losses, but we go through these waves where mm -hmm. a cycle will repeat itself. Yeah. And if you don't stare it right back in the eye and face it and understand what it is, you'll never come to that acceptance state of mind accepting that, okay, this is happening. I can overcome it. Let's figure out how I can do that. Mm -hmm. um, in ways that I use uh, my time, aside from taking care of my daughter, um, it, I try to distract my mind with reading. Um, a lot of reading is now digital, but old-fashioned books, get a book, find a, find a motiva motivational book, find a book that gives you ideas, um, to do any type of home improvement or art creativity. Find something that you have on the shelf that you purchased maybe years ago and read it one time. Reread it. Try to indulge in things that you used to do before technology became your lifestyle. That's a really good way to kind of cope with everything that's happening. I guess you can kind of go reverse. Go back to the basics. Yeah like literal basics yeah. because people have been going back to that. You can't mm -hmm. find a lot of stuff at the store. I know a lot of people are baking. Um, we have not gotten there. <laughs> we, we, we have. Some tomorrow desserts. I am. Yes. Tomorrow we, I am. Tomorrow. I'm going to try and make, I'm going to make the vegan dough. Oh, that's right. I got the ingredients. Uh -huh. The last two things we needed. I made a vegan pot pie and we had pie crust so we kind of cheated into that but now we have the ingredients so i'm going to do that i swear during this time i've learned so much home economics, oh, home economics with yeah. my grandmother <laughs> with my aunt than ever it's not even taught in school anymore no it's not so for our kids hey get over here here's a knife Safe knife. Yeah, they're plastic. Um, yeah. They're not super sharp, like professional <laughs> but let's, knives. Let's try chopping things. And this is what a tomato is, or whatever the case is, just to distract their minds because even with children, their attention span they're, is not as large as yeah. ours. Um, and you want to make sure that they're not always stuck to the TV. They're going through their own. You have to remember, too, that other people are going through their own grieving process, and you have to. Um, at least acknowledge that. Kid, kids are going through it too. They lost all of their friends, oh. their teachers, um, people they looked up to, talked to every day, even a simple hello every morning mm -hmm. at school. They lost all of that mm -hmm. overnight, just like we did. So they are going through their own grieving process. It might not be as intense as ours as an adult because we understand more responsibilities and work and all those things. But, but if they you pay attention, still, they do make comments here and there. Yeah. I miss my friends. Yes. I miss my teacher. I miss playing at recess. Mm -hmm. They make little comments. We yeah. just kind of were stuck in doing things, having our checklists. Yeah. Yeah. We're always trying to do something. Um, I think so. I guess we'll jump into more ways to we're going to go into the fun part of this now, kind of. Where we we're want positivity. About, we're not yeah. trying to drain as much because we know that everybody is 
it's it's worldwide. Everybody mm-hmm. knows what's going on. But we want you to know that Las Brujas are trying to pick it up and make sure that everybody is quarantining with a little bit of fun. Yes. So I guess we'll get into a couple of ways that we have been um, keeping ourselves busy, yeah. trying new things, doing old things. <laughs> <laughs> but I think the first thing that I have implemented or I've tried to implement, I try, I am a journalism major. Yes. So I try to limit media, limit media. Mm-hmm. We do have the news on, but after that news hour, we're like, that's enough. Yep. That's enough news for the day. We are caught up on all the updates no mas. Because if you keep that stuff on all day. It's or if you're, draining. Oh, yeah. It, it will make you go crazy mm-hmm. because you just start getting all of this anxiety and this stress about everything happening. And you ha- you literally have no control over it. So what's the point of filling your brain mm-hmm. with all of these things that you cannot control at the moment? Mm-hmm. The most you can control is staying home, right? So... We want to thank you as well for all the essential workers, too, that are working, that are going through this process to help others who are at home or who need to, you know, get their essential needs. Thank you very much for being there during this time. And it sucks because... Um, all those essential workers out there, I we see Amazon employees driving around, UPS, FedEx, all those. And then when we go to the grocery store, when we have to go to the grocery store, and we have the most anxiety when we go out to the – like Walmart yeah. trips are like in and out. <sighs> Tunnel vision. Tunnel vision. Mm-hmm. You got your list. You got your things. You're out. Yeah. <laughs> you don't breathe don't while you're in there. Don't talk to the cashier, please. Oh, my gosh. Write but, him a letter. Here you go. Bye. But to me, it's so crazy that all these essential workers and today we went to Albertsons and none of them have masks. None of them. And I know it's a little crazy to expect like Albertsons to give all their employees masks. But I think in a time like this, at least reach out maybe to like us, people who are making homemade masks, like reaching out to communities because we are making homemade masks. We know they're not. The best thing, they're not N95 mask or yeah. whatever the mask is. We know that. We understand that. But at least something. It's also based off of the company, though. So if the company yeah. isn't approving it, which I find odd, too, because even before this pandemic is going, or an epidemic, pandemic, you saw cashiers from time to time, no matter what store it was, with latex gloves yes. with the money. So yes, what yes, is? Yes. how is this any different right like where are their gloves now i see the sanitizers on the on the counters no i see that but i mean they're empty for the people who like to uh one step one phase one denial Mm -hmm. and just want to chat 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 the whole time seriously like we're trying to get out in and out like mom you're holding up the line Susie. let's go mom went to walmart the other day and this lady had brought up in the liquor lane mom was like i'm gonna go to liquor lane i got one thing i gotta pay for. <laughs> i'm just gonna go you know pay something real quick have the least amount of um contact with anybody liquor lane gets there there's uh three people in front of her not bad it's like a 15 item or less deal there so she knows it's gonna be quick well it wasn't because this lady wanted to was buying four pairs of pants and i'm not denying the lady to buy her pants but the cashier started ringing everything up and then afterwards she tells her oh i only wanted to buy two of those pants and then it turned into well i can't delete them off of the system i have to get my supervisor yep and then it turned into a 15 minute wait for this lady to get her two out of the four pants that she brought it was a mess Mm -hmm. so please 
Get your stuff and get out. Mm-hmm. Get yourself a crossword <laughs> puzzle. Go ahead. Oh, my goodness. Keep yourself busy as much as you can. Make it as easy on all of us as possible because... What I've also noticed, though, too, in ways of not allowing what's going on affect you with people who are surrounded by you, um, it's more of you having manners. Just say hello. Smile at people. You don't have to engage in a long conversation. Hi, how are you? How's it going? And move on wherever you are. People are now so... I guess, consumed with what is going on, Mm -hmm. they're very angry or in a state of frustration. And you can see it and it just, just say hello. Hi, how are you? And smile. That's all you have to do. It'll make someone's day. Who knows? Because others are battling their own battles. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, some people aren't they don't have the support system they need. If we didn't have this support system that we have in our household, it's definitely a challenging time to be by yourself. I'm always checking in on all of my friends, all my single friends. I check check in on them at least daily Mm because I I have six other people and two dogs in my house. I'm doing great, you Mm -hmm. know, and I can't imagine being completely alone and I just want to make sure I at least do my part to be like, hey, how, you good? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm here if you need me. Mm-hmm. Just wanted to let you know. Mm-hmm. For me, I have a little bit of, of a competitive environment of where I am with work. And in order to be um, involved with my team or people who I used to work with, um, fitness So Apple Watch, doing challenges, just to keep some type of distraction. Yeah, Yeah. connection. Talk some smack. Let's go. Get your calories burned. Oh, my gosh. This one was was on it with her. Mm -hmm, My stepmom. Stepmom, yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) She's whooped my butt three times already. I still, Good for her. Laura, Good for if her. you're listening, it wasn't even playing field. I kept telling Nicole to tell Good you to get a puppy. You. I'm like, we need to do something. Let's go. We yeah. got to do something. And then I hear they all of her new tips and tricks it. that she's doing. I'm like, oh, I'm not catching up. And I'm literally lying on the floor. I'm not going to win. <laughs> it was really good. We were, you were doing extra, like, inten- we were doing intense ass exercises yeah. every single day. And then we would jump rope after. Yeah. Yeah. And then you would go for a walk uh-huh. for like through a, what, a mile? A walk? mile, two miles. At one time, yeah, it's, it was intense. Somebody send me some rollerblades. That'll be my next yeah. one. <laughs> You've learned how to jump rope. You are jogging outside. Yeah. You were doing all sorts of fitness things. Within That's distance. Definitely. Of course, yeah. That's definitely something high on our list of things to do during this quarantine. Staying is active, fitness. Yeah. We have done even with the kids. A lot. The kids are planking. They're doing push-ups. Oh my gosh, shoulder yeah. ups, whatever you call them. In just a month, <laughs> our kids have perfect planks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're not torturing no, them. No, 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 no. <laughs> this is all just from them. But even then, I mean, even with them three. Yeah. Who can do it better? Who can do it this way? Yes. And they they get on each other and then it's like, well, watch me and watch me. I grew, I grew, I grew. <laughs> They're all trying to hold the plank longer mm-hmm. than the other. They're all trying to do push-ups. It's, yeah, it's gotten crazy in this house when it comes to fitness. We are mm-hmm. all fitness junkies in this house. <laughs> We're also food junkies. Yes. So don't, don't misinterpret fitness with a fit body. <laughs> Our gains are slowly getting there, okay? Slowly. <laughs> They're under the layer of food. Yes, of love. 
of love. <laughs> That's definitely been one of our big ones is fitness. <laughs> Ride bikes. Yeah. Go for walks. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, please. If you are able to go outside and go for a walk at least once a day, at least for 10 minutes, a trip around the block. What is the go statistic outside. for sun? It's Isn't it like sun helps fight against depression? Yeah. So there is, there's dep- obviously you get diagnosed with depression, but then people have seasonal depression. And the reason why people get seasonal depression is because during the winter, there isn't as much sunlight and it gets all gloomy and it's cold. And that is because, well, it's kind of based off, again, we're not professionals, no. is you're not getting enough sun. Mm-hmm. So vitamin D, vitamin you need D, your vitamin D. You always mess that vitamin up. Yeah. <laughs> Last time you called it something else. I think it was C. C. Yeah, I'm over here. The oranges. <laughs> no. And if you can't go during the day, that's totally fine. If the moon is out, the sun oh reflects gosh, yes. off of the moon. Still the same thing. And night walks are pretty awesome too. Unless mm-hmm. you live in a sketchy neighborhood, then I understand. Yeah. But even if you don't go outside for a walk, if you can open your window yeah. and get sun on yep. you, you lay on your floor. In. Let's go. Right? Laying on your floor mm-hmm. trying to tan in your room. Yes. Yes. <laughs> At least do that. Get some sun on you. What, I think it's 10 minutes, 15 minutes. Yeah. It's, it's a pretty short amount of time for the exposure on your skin for the sun. You can definitely go old school too. Um, you going to go Pen pal. Now? Oh my. We should do pen pal. Yes. Mailing letters. <laughs> Y'all home anyway. <laughs> right. That would be a other. cool idea. <gasps> We should totally pen pal somebody. Mm-hmm. Wait, what if they send the virus through the mail? Fans. Oh, yeah. Well, we're supposed to open our packages possible. outside. No, I I don't know. Okay, I don't know. Dr. Fauci said it only lives on hard surfaces for several minutes. Spray down Lysol. Yeah, you spray that letter down, you're fine. <laughs> You'll be fine. Oh, something else kind of said food. But we do, even though we are foodies, we eat our rice, we eat our bread, we eat our tacos, we eat all that stuff. We still have a healthy amount of veggies and fruit. Of course. Always. So if you are able to get yourself some fresh fruit or vegetables every day. They're not scarce. Get them. Mm -hmm. Get them. Eat them. Get creative, get Once your tahin, get your salt, get your chow moi, yes. whatever you need. To as make long as you're eating that cucumber. Savory, <laughs> vegetable or fruit, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just do it. I mean, I do my cucumber with tahin and lemon. I follow my girl, uh, the tiny olive. Her name is Marnay. She has her own website where there's recipes for anything for food, entrees, desserts. Um, you have salads, side dishes, all that stuff. So you can look up millions of recipes that are free online. Um, and if not, find a cookbook. You're going to find a cookbook somewhere in your house. Somewhere. Online. Yeah. There's some sort of way to get a book, a cooking book. Mm-hmm. And if you can't find a cooking book, forget it. Come up with it yourself. Uh-huh. You can do whatever yes. you want. Yes. That's that's what I did. I do it all the we time. Put it all we together, a little bit of this, and, and then we taste it, and and we still eat it because yeah. we're not going to waste food. I could do this, yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. The oh, another thing that you can do and that we have done is learn a new skill. So you've obviously learned how to cook a lot more. You've learned more home economics. Yeah. Um, I what's my skill that I've learned? I don't think I've done it yet. I'm still doing. School. You know sewing. <gasps> sewing is my skill. Yeah, I didn't know sewing. I knew I know how to cook, but I mean, based off of what we had at home yeah. on the vegan side, I had to figure out what I could put and mix and match to see what worked well. And I know I knew the basics of sewing a straight line. I did. 
And now we're full blown making masks. We have patterns. Yeah. We have like little pins and clips mm-hmm. and I'm learning elastics. how to fold and sew quarter stitch, all this stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. we learned quarter stitch. I learned so many things about a sewing machine. Mm-hmm. It has so many little gadgets and trinkets and things that are so useful in there. Mm-hmm. I didn't know. So yeah, that's my new skill. Troy. Troy's built. You see this lovely table behind us? <laughs> if you're watching on YouTube, <laughs> a table in our background. Troy built that. Troy yes. has built so many things. Sandbox, flower box. Oh my gosh, What's yeah. It flower we planter? have a planter. We have a full planter with vegetables and herbs. We have a sandbox. We have the table behind us. We have a whole shelving unit in the garage. And he still has things he's making. Mm-hmm. And he self-taught all of this himself on YouTube. Mm-hmm. It's nuts. You can find all kinds of stuff on YouTube. And it helps you learn through others at no cost. No cost. I found YouTube lots of workout best. videos. Yes. Um, look, even Recipes. for my grandmother, crocheting. I arm oh, crocheted. Right. You learned how to crochet uh-huh. with a big yep. yarn. Mm-hmm. We, I bought this yarn. Okay. Um, maybe five, six months ago. The big arm, the big long, the big big yarn. yarn. It's I don't know how many centimeters it's or blanket. It's just thick. It's, it's a really thick yarn. I bought it. It was on sale at Joanne's like six months ago. It was three packs for five bucks. I was like, this is the best deal I've ever seen. I've wanted to do this forever. Bought it. It's been sitting in two houses. <laughs> I, I never got around to it. I'm, like, I'm going to do something. We're going to do something. Yeah. I, I thought I was going to do it. Brought it home. Realized I'm not going to do this. Maybe I'll give it to mom. Told mom to do it. Mom was like, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, I tried and then I know what to do. So then I just put it, rolled it back together. So you got your hands on it. Mm-hmm. And we have a little teeny tiny blanket. Yep. It's more like a pillow. Yeah, but it's more like a pillow. It's pretty thick. But I mean, in general, um, I... Learned a little bit of crocheting. I knew a little bit growing up, but then lost it because I didn't practice it. So my grandmother, knowing how to crochet, she had her specific ways. So I showed her on YouTube while I was doing the arm crocheting certain skills that she's like, I wish I could do this and I wish I could do that. And sometimes people are more hands-on. So seeing it through a YouTube video, it's like, oh, okay. It got intense. You guys were in the room for like three hours looking up crocheting Mm -hmm. and knitting and all this stuff. You're becoming a bartender. (laughs) uh, Oh, I've made a good pina colada. Yes. Mm -hmm. Um, That's it. But, but I mean, we've really learned a lot of new things during this time, and we've surprised ourselves. Don't Our surprise household, ourselves. before the quarantine, we all had our own agendas. And think of it as a beehive where we were the worker bees, and we all yeah. had everything to do. Now we have so much time together. And it took us a little bit, but <laughs> yeah. we're figuring, but we, I think we've gotten to a good point where it's, it kind of feels like our new normal. We're, we're definitely come to that acceptance part and we're like, all right, this is it. This is how we're going to have to live for a few more weeks, hopefully a few more weeks. Mm-hmm. And um, but yeah, I think we've we've gotten there eventually. It took us a while. Mm-hmm. You're still going to school. Yeah, I'm still going to school. It's almost done. I But for you, crammed. what's one of your self-relaxations aside from school? What do you do to help you stay in the norm? That was one of the things I had on my list um, is to take some time for yourself in the day. If you're in a crazy household like ours, you definitely need to take some time for yourself throughout the day. 
But even if you're alone, still take some time to do whatever the heck you want to do. So for me, it could be taking the time to just paint my nails, you know, something simple because it, I can't do it all the time or mm-hmm. consistently, mm-hmm. especially with their acrylics. Can't do that right now. Yeah. Maybe take an hour or two, depending on how long you want to take, mm-hmm. to just paint your nails. Mm-hmm. I do that. Yeah. Just peace and quiet. Maybe have a movie on. Maybe listening to a podcast. Whatever it may be, it's an hour to myself. And all those sports fans. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. With sports being off, you know you watched all those reruns right now. Yeah. I remember when the when all of this first maybe in the second week, Troy had his ESPN app open. I'm like, what are you reading? <laughs> He's like, I don't even know. <laughs> He's, there's nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Just more announcements of team members getting it, of getting the virus, or mm-hmm. when soccer may come back. Like that's all he was reading. But yeah, all the sports fans, we feel for you. Ooh. Feel for you for sure. What's a recommendation that you think helps an everyday person who is used to being at work or have they've accepted the lifestyle to be a workaholic and now they're at home? I have actually a perfect answer for that because I actually asked Troy, I said, can you give me one way you're dealing with all of this? Because he had two jobs. He was working doubles majority of the week and his job, his life was work. It was get up, go to work, come home, sleep, get up, go to work, come home, sleep, get up, go to work, come home, sleep. Yeah. And I asked, I wanted to see what his take on it. And he said, it's been basically having the feeling of progress. Okay. So at work, you're always trying, you always have things you have to do. You have like a to-do list at work, right? So he said, work gives you that feeling of progress because when you clock in, you have your things to do in your shift. And when you clock out, you feel that sense of, I got it all done. So what he's been doing, like what we said earlier, is he's been giving himself himself little projects. So it was building the table. And then he would set time because it would be wake up, help take care of the kids. And then while, they, while I took over or you took over, mom took over, he would set some time to work on the table. And then that whole, I don't know, that whole process. It's like cutting the wood, sanding the wood, priming Mm -hmm. the wood. (laughs) It's like a whole thing. And then it would be, I got to finish at a certain point because it's either my turn to take the kids again or it's dinner time and then it's bedtime. So in his way, he would give himself almost like a strict to-do list as if he was at work. And that's how he is coping with everything. And he even tells me that sometimes when he doesn't have anything to do, he feels a little lost. Where he's like, I don't know where, like, what to do with myself. (laughs) (laughs) I have nothing to do. (laughs) So for those of you who are people who work, Mm -hmm. um, I guess set yourself a to-do list. My to-do list is still going, so I don't know. (laughs) <laughs> I still have assignments that need to be turned in at certain times and things that need to be done at certain times. So my to-do list is still ongoing, but I guess that's helping me because I do have to take some time to go sit in front of my computer and attend class, which is And one of the things, uh, one of our projects that we have going on, um, we're making the masks. And mm-hmm. for people who are the DIY type, yeah. um, if you have your extra fabric just laying around, open your sewing machine, help 
donate to people who do need it for yourself, for your neighbors. Yeah. It's a great gesture. We gave some masks to yeah. our neighbor earlier today. Yeah, friends and family, whoever. We haven't, she has a sister, I have an aunt in a different state who donated to a hospital. Masks, made oh, yeah. hundreds of masks. They've made and over donated. 600 masks. Well, one of them has made over 600 masks. And I'm like, I don't know how you did it. I've made like. Mm-hmm. 20 <laughs> and I'm exhausted yeah. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. a process well here cutting I think we've made more than 20 we've had a lot of practice now yes because <laughs> we are not sewers so yeah. it was a lot of um trial and error when mm-hmm. we were doing that mm-hmm. but yeah I think for those who worked try to set tasks even if it's like small goals for yourself small goals wake up at a certain time yeah brush your teeth get dressed Meditate for a minute, meditate for five minutes, journal. Journaling was something that I never did and I'm now doing to help see progress of where my mind is Mm -hmm. come maybe day one to day 15 to day 30, whatever the case is, Uh, because your mind is your own battle. It is. If you don't have organization or structure or if you don't um, deal with things that need to be addressed there may be covered or whatever for a later time they will come up during the time of of stress Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it'll come up when you feel out of control and Mm -hmm. that's i mean anxiety anxiety is a big one um motivational podcasts are really good oh my gosh yeah Mm -hmm. or audiobooks if you're starting to feel that anxiousness that stress and you want something to like snap you out of it Mm -hmm. listen to a motivational podcast, a motivational video, something to YouTube, tell you. One minute, two minutes to get you to, to start yeah. your day off. Yeah. yeah. To get to tell you, you can do it. It's not impossible. Yeah. You got this. Just go. Or find a song that makes you just have yeah. that go ham yeah, type yeah, yeah. mood. And Listen it'll change. To it every morning. Yeah. Stay positive. Be kind. Make sure that you tell the people that are you, that you are in contact with or you haven't been in contact with, you love them. Share the yes. love. Let Share them know feelings. that you're there for them. Share your because feelings. Because they may feel alone. They may think that they've been forgotten. And it's okay to be kind to everyone, no matter yeah. where they are in the world. No matter. It's And don't ever think A of A simple it. gesture. Yeah, Do you remember ever... the pokes on Facebook? Oh, my God, yeah. Oh, my God, yeah. Yeah. The poke. I hated the poke. But at this point, I think I would appreciate a book. <laughs> but just in general, I mean, just it's it's a quick gesture that doesn't cost anything to you at all. Yeah, y'all don't pay for text messages anymore. It's right. unlimited. And never do it in the in the sense of you want something back or this is my do reward. The, yeah, don't ever don't ever look for a reward in it. Yeah. It's just out of the kindness of your heart. Yeah, right. Because karma will come back. Yeah, and, and you don't want to send that negative energy out there. Mm-mm, never. We never want to do that. We want more positive energy yes. right now, especially mm-hmm. right now. And I think that's it. I did want to give out some resources for maybe those of you who are struggling more than us, more than others, and you definitely need a resource for help. So I wrote down. The National Suicide Prevention Lifeline, their phone number is 1-800-273-8255. They also have a website if you don't feel comfortable calling, and it's, um, what is it? It's suicidepreventionlifeline.org. I googled, I need to talk to somebody right now, and that came up. It was the first thing that came up. So if you need to talk to somebody, you can Google that, and you will get a phone number or a website if you want to go to. I also got another phone number. 
It is the Disaster Distress Helpline, also known as SAMHSA, and that stands for Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration. Their phone number is 1-800-985-5990. Both of these are open 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 365 days a year. So anytime you are struggling, call those numbers, go on that website. They are there to help you. I want you guys to know there's also a National Domestic Violence Hotline. This yes. is 24 hours again. Uh, it's 800-799-7233. If you need help or know of someone who needs help, you have advocates that are available. They have more than 200 languages, so never be afraid. There are resources out there for you, especially in USA. Mm-hmm. I know it's hard to reach out, Um But once you cross that bridge, you've crossed that bridge and you don't ever have to be scared of reaching out again. You know what I mean? It's scary at first, but once you do it, you did it. Mm -hmm. And then you're on the road to a brighter, better future. So just, you know, make that first step if you need to. And that is all for me. Is that all for you? You got anything else to say? Don't forget to research the grievance process. Mm-hmm. Think about it, write it down, brainstorm, see if you, what step you are at, if you haven't accepted. Yeah, just so you're aware, just so you know, you're at least on a process of um, acceptance. Mm-hmm. And if you want more lighthearted stuff than this, follow us on our Instagram. We're posting our crazy ass workouts on there. Yeah. And posting our crazy lies. Mm-hmm. I think I posted you sewing the other day or cutting fabric yeah. the other day. Mm-hmm. We try to post. I had a lot no of idea. I had no idea she was recording. Oh yeah. And so when I'm looking at it, I'm like, I was really in a daze. Like, what is she doing? You, she you was walking sh- up to me. And I walked up to her with my phone like this, and I was like, Las Brujas are sewing, and you're just like, huh? <laughs> oh, you're recording. <laughs> yeah. We try to post a lot of fun, lighthearted things, especially the stuff that we're doing every day here. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Send us um, some messages. I did get some uh, stories from one of my friends, and we will be letting you know how that is next week. We are? Yeah. This is news to me. Teaser. <laughs> Again, before we totally finish this, we're not professionals. We are not doctors. Yeah, we are just we speaking are not certified. on our own experience. We are the Brujas and Friends podcast. Yeah, you are our just, friends and family. We're chilling. We're trying to give you some we're good advice. Yes. And, um, you know, lead you in the better direction. Mm-hmm. So. This wraps up this episode. Subscribe to Las Brujas and Friends podcast. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at Las Brujas podcast and on Twitter at Brujas podcast. We would love to hear from you. Any feedback, suggestions, or personal testimonials that confirm... Well, I mean, message us if you want to talk about yes, <laughs> anything happening now. Yes, everything's been confirmed. <laughs> Join us next week. We post every Friday. We promise we're going to scare you next Friday. <laughs> <laughs> okay, bye. bye.